There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. I'm your host, Belle Grover. Thank you so much for joining me. We're in between guest episodes this week. And on today's show, we've got a dose of pop culture. Everyone quits. Keeping you up to date on everything free, Britney. Don't you worry, I'm all across it. How much of Britney's money has her dad spent on staying as part of this conservatorship? Find out. It is shocking. Kate Winslet's top trending series. Hear Kate speak about it. And Scarlett Johansson is total boss energy. Starring and executive producing Marvel's Black Widow and reportedly has a baby on the way. The latest recommendations, book club, things for you to read and listen to. And our topic today is a dating pep talk and normalizing being single too. Right, let's get into it. Just a quick reminder, our dose of pop culture is not salacious tabloid gossip. These stories are carefully selected. They're stories that our female millennial audience, that's you, are interested in as we create content for you. And we're allowed to mix things up. They also have feminist takeaways and critical thinking as well. First up, keeping you up to date on everything Free Britney. Don't you worry, I was born to investigate this. I, you know, used to want to be a detective growing up. Dad said I wasn't allowed. I watched Harriet the Spy. I listened to a lot of true crime. So I am born to deep dive on all the important pop culture stuff. So as we know by now, the judge denied Britney's request to have her father, Jamie Spears, removed from the conservatorship she's been under for 13 years. Previous episodes on the Self Love Club, we've followed it since the start of the year. Now, this is in response to previous court hearings, not her testimony where we heard her speak in court for 23 minutes. The decision for this is yet to come. Now, some new information has arisen following an expose by The New Yorker, including information that Britney called emergency services the night before she spoke, this freaked her team out and they weren't sure what she was going to say in court. But here is what you need to know. Now, the conservatorship initially was granted very quickly in around 10 minutes, which is wild. Brittany didn't even get to speak to any lawyers about it. It was granted without Brittany being spoken to about it. Her mum, Lynn, said it was taken care of. People were removed from Brittany's life at the request of her dad. He controlled access even to people like her mum. There are alarming reports that when the conservatorship was being spoken about and matters to do with Britney, Jamie, her dad, was yelling, I am Britney Spears. And there are confirmed cases of this from people who were involved. Jamie would also yell at Britney and tell her she was fat, a whore and a bad mother and tell her that she was he was putting her on a diet. Britney would also borrow strangers' phones to call and text people. She was secretly given a phone by the younger sister of her former manager and friend, Sam Lufty, which was confiscated by a housekeeper. As we suspected, Britney's social media is vetted. It goes through people. They curate it, and it definitely looks and sounds very different to the Britney we heard in court, who has definitely got her stuff together of sound mind and is passionate and sounds pretty determined to get out of this conservatorship. 
Also, Britney's court-appointed lawyer, Samuel D. Ingham III, has asked to resign. TMZ is reporting he was extremely upset about claims Britney made about him in court during her testimony. This happened less than 24 hours after her longtime manager, Larry Rudolph, resigned. Larry said he hasn't spoken to Britney in over two and a half years and that he's always there for her if she needs him and that's more that he's retiring in general. He's been in the game a long time. And also this comes after the financial group Bessemer Trust, which acts as the co-conservator of the estate, has also cut ties, will not be involved anymore. So the lawyer saying Ingham said in court documents filed in LA and obtained by page six that he wishes to step down upon the appointment of new court appointed counsel. Brittany is currently fighting to dissolve the conservatorship and the court is due to address the request on July 14th. Also some allegations that have freshly come out from the conservator Jody that Jamie has spent over $2 million of Britney's money to remain as part of this conservatorship, which she wants him to not be a part of anymore, which is wild. Also, this is very expensive for Britney. Jody's legal costs have been over $200,000 as well, and Britney pays for everything their legal costs and their money, their salary. They get paid the longer this goes on, for which I've previously said is extremely problematic. Next up, apart from Sex Life, a series on Netflix that has got everyone talking, everyone's watching it, Mayor of Easttown has been one of the most watched series recently. It's an American crime drama HBO series starring the legendary Kate Winslet. There's not many shows like it at the moment or characters like Kate is playing. Uh, now, Kate plays a detective called Mayor Sheehan. She's investigating a murder of a teenage mother in a small town. While Mia is a local hero, she has some personal things going on like a divorce, she's lost her son tragically to suicide, she's going through a custody battle with her ex-heroine addict daughter-in-law over her three-year-old grandson. She's got a bit on. And Kate spoke about her role and the show on a recent LA Times podcast interview. Have a listen to this. At first glance, she's very tough, she's gritty, she, you know, she's strong, she's also warm, you know, she's got this side to her that is irresistibly lovable even though she infuriates the living crap out of people and she's vulnerable as well but really tries to hide that she's very much a functioning woman who's trying to keep it together and i love the fact that here is a middle-aged woman a mother and a grandmother who has grown up in east town knows everyone knows their personal stories and they all in turn know hers and so you know the way in which she tries to just keep going, keep it together, sometimes just get through the day, and does, you know, she's pulling it all off. But underneath her, there is, of course, this grief, this deep emotional struggle that is almost defining her the less and less that she's dealing with it and confronting it. And I found that really, really intriguing because it's a multidimensional thing, grief, you know. It's there, it's constantly there, it doesn't matter... It doesn't matter how much time has gone by, but if a person hasn't actually processed that level of pain, it can manifest itself in sometimes some really quite dangerous and damaging emotional ways. And, and that does happen as Mare starts to unravel, as she starts to try and solve this crime, the murder that happens at the end of episode one. And of course, Mare is in charge of that case. It's up to her to prove it to the town once again that she can be something, she can count for something, and she can still look out for people. And it's about community too, you know. In a funny way, it's really not like a classic 
cop drama. I don't think it really fits into that genre almost because whilst the murder is, it's, a, it's one part of our narrative, there are many other elements, you know, there are lots of overlapping stories, people's lives in East Town, their strength in keeping it all together and looking out for one another and, and, and Mare doing her best along the way. And also all of those people in that community know about Mare's personal grief and they dare not bring it up. And lastly, you've got to go watch Scarlett Johansson absolutely smash it in Marvel's Black Widow. And reportedly, she's having a baby. Now, after being postponed last year due to COVID, Marvel's Black Widow is out now. I love watching these movies. Scarlett Johansson is one of my favorite actresses. Long time. Love her. I think she's the best. She's so beautiful as well. And she's such a good actress. And of course, we've been to see. I saw it as soon as it came out. Scarlett stars as Black Widow, of course, and was an executive producer. Also a really big fan of Florence Pugh, who was also in it. And I didn't expect this, but I've come away with inspo. I want to go get like new ear piercings. They had very cool ear piercings. If you see it, you'll know what I mean. And make sure, no spoilers, don't worry. If you go see it, stay till after the credits is a scene you need to watch. Otherwise, you miss a crucial bit of information. Scarlett skipped some promotional events over the last few months and it's been revealed or reported that she is pregnant, expecting her first child with husband Colin Just. Reports are that she's actually drew quite soon, has been keeping things very quiet. Fair enough, it's her body, her life, her choice, right? Scarlett did carry out her promo via Zoom, even appeared virtually on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Have a listen to this. It was shot from the shoulders up, which mostly, I guess, video Zoom interviews are. There's many questions I want to ask, but it, well, a couple, couple questions, if you don't mind, about you and Colin. Uh, we love Colin Jost, and we know uh, you're, you're both uh, lifelong New Yorkers. Uh, do you ever argue over pizza in New York? Where do you get the best pizza? Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, Colin is from Staten Island, so that's, that, that means something. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he really, he's, he's very specific about his slice where, you know, he'll definitely tell you the best slice is in Staten Island. Um, no, no, I no. respect that. Uh, I, I, I respectfully disagree. Um, I I'm from Manhattan. Uh, and, uh, I might, you know, my, are you asking where my favorite slice is yeah. from? Yeah. Um, I got to say, by the slice, I really love Joe's Pizza. That's what I'm talking about. We're an independent podcast dedicated to having conversations that matter and delivering content our millennial female audience crave. You can support us, and we really do need and appreciate your support. We're not some big dog media company. By hitting the big purple subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or click follow if you're listening on Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps others to find us. Send a link to your friends, share where you're listening, and post it on your Instagram stories, or you can post a screenshot and tag us at Self Love Club Podcast so we can see and share. And follow us, keep up to date with our videos and content. Right now, it's time for Book Club and my recommendations, a stack of things for you to read and listen to. First up, Book Club. One of the latest books I've been reading is Heartsick by an Australian writer called Jesse Stevens. It's about three different stories of love and loss and what happens in between. Now, when Jessie went through her own heartbreak, like we all do during that time, she's looking for books and things to help her feel better and give her that hope that you're, we're always looking for, right? We're clinging on to it. And the other stories are about Claire, who has returned from London to her small hometown after breaking up with her girlfriend. 
Anna, who's married with three children and falls in love with her best friend, and also Patrick, who is a uni student. And from the book's info, Heartsick reminds us that emotional pain can make us as it breaks us and that storytelling has the ultimate healing power and definitely makes us feel less alone, right? I'm also a little bit behind. I've been reading a bunch of books for some authors that I'm interviewing soon. And one of those is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I know a lot of you have already read it. It's been a lot of people's most popular or favorite reads so far this year. It is a bestseller by the New York Times. It is so good. I am like got hooked immediately. And I've also ordered some more books. And one of those is Taylor's other book. She's actually written heaps, so I've got to read them all. Uh, is Malibu Rising, which is another popular title by her as well. As always, I share book club recommendations. You can see the books on Self Love Club Insta and also on my Instagram too. I occasionally post a big old stack that I'm making my way through. And uh, yeah, like when you've already got some books to make your way through and I'm doing that (laughs) while I'm interviewing some authors and other reads I have too. I've actually ordered some more, but hey, it's all for work and giving you some more recs. I've been listening to a stack of investigative podcasts as well. First up, A Death in Cryptoland. It sounds grim. It's not. Uh, This was released last month by CBC Radio in Canada. It's about a young CEO of Canada's largest cryptocurrency who was reported to have died while on his honeymoon in India, and only he has the passwords to access 76,000 people's quarter of a billion dollars. Then there are all these theories about whether this crypto tycoon is actually dead because in India, you can notoriously fake your death, get fake certificates for deaths, marriages, all sorts. And then this podcast uncovers his secret past and what has actually happened. Also, another popular listen at the moment is Pieces of Britney, BBC Radio 4. It's hosted by Pandora Sykes, the author and formerly of the Hilo podcast. Uh, I've been really loving that. I've already know a lot about the Britney stuff from investigating it myself on the Self Love Club, where you can listen back for different information. And also there was, I think it's called Only the Rich. They did a deep dive on it a while ago. Also a podcast I've previously told you about called The Lady Vanishes. It's an Australian podcast. There are updates as there's been an increase going recently. So I've been keeping up to date with those. If you want to listen to that, there's a stack of info you can go back and read over time. Another podcast, yep, I've been churning through them, is the, it's not new, it's called The Fake Harris. It's by BBC and it's a really good story. It's about a woman who tricked New York high society into believing she was a multi-millionaire heiress about to inherit $67 million. And through it, I found out about her friend who wasn't a millionaire or anything, not New York elite, but she was in those circles and she actually scammed her friend out of around like $62,000, which is a lot of money on someone's credit card. And then I found her, uh, and I'm actually going to try to see if I can interview her at some point. She's written a book, which I need to read and get my hands on. And now there's going to be, they're making it, I think it's like a Netflix doco based on Anna. She's been back on Instagram, uh, but she has sort of been gone for a while. So there's speculation now that she has been extradited. I won't give away too much more, but definitely check those out. Now it's time for a dating prep talk, an update from me. I've got some news and of course, normalizing being happy on your own and making yourself happy. If you're not feeling happy on your own, that's totally normal as well. Some tips, things I've learned and found useful over the time, which may be useful for you as well. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, it's at Belle Crawford. You may have seen I posted a photo with my new boy. Well, 
It was the side of his face. He's kissing my cheek. I wasn't planning on posting anything about it. We've been dating for a couple of months now. And I took a photo for myself and we're doing some nice things one day. And I thought, I really like that. I'm going to post it. I'm quite private when it comes to matters of the heart. Um, some people might not even know there's been relationships I've had where there's been no sign of it on social media. I'm not hiding stuff. It's just more, I guess, when you've had a lot of false starts, maybe you can relate. And also like my social is mostly about my work, things I like doing, wearing, reading, watching, you know, stuff that we all enjoy collectively, which makes us pals and, and, you know, we have shared interests. And there can be a lot of shame around failed relationships and just those false starts and the frustration as well. But I got to say, dating is secure attachment type hits differently and we'll touch more on this soon. I want to remind you not to settle for anything less than you deserve or want. You're allowed to want things in life as well, whether it's a relationship, you want to have children one day and don't let anyone rush you or singleton shame you. There is nothing wrong with being on your own. Independence is hot and it's often what will attract people to you as well while you're happily doing your thing, focusing on yourself, girlfriend. I've since had a lot of messages from sweetheart pals saying, you know, this gives me hope. Thank you for saying this. It's give, Thank you for sharing this. It's given me some hope and, and we love seeing this for you. And I got to say, there is so much hope and goodness to come for you. I promise. I completely understand. I'm right there with you. And I've often found it really strange that, and I get it, it's, it's, maybe it's private and it's like, you know, you're protecting yourself and there's shame and everything involved. But everyone's going through this stuff and I think it makes it harder because there are these societal norms and so much pressure placed on, you know, being in a relationship is what makes you successful when there are so many other things that make you happy and successful in life. Success isn't designed by you having a relationship and being married with kids. That's just one thing, one box society will try to put you in. But there's so many other things that can make a wholesome, happy life and you may not want those things and that's totally cool. My advice to you, and you hear it all the time, but it's true, focus on yourself so that you're so happy and that anything extra in your life is an added bonus, right? You're thriving, your life is full, you're doing things you enjoy, you're happy, you're, you're healthy, you're hanging out with good people and friends. And part of it for me is I don't often, I'm not an active dater very often, and I don't always like anyone enough. You know, it's, it's rare to meet someone that you really click with. It's hard to have that spark straight away with people. And perhaps it's why at times we hang on to situations we shouldn't anymore because we're worried we won't find that connection again. Newsflash, you definitely will. And even better, you deserve to be treated the best. I also sometimes get bored and it's not that I'm like churning through people, but I need to be stimulated. I don't want to outgrow somebody and I don't want to get irritated by someone. And again, we do not settle. Some tips from my own experiences and what I've learned as I've gotten older if you're writing texts to them in your notes first and then getting approval from your besties, they're not the one, hun. Move on. I went to therapy after my last breakup. My poor heart was so over it and so frustrated. I've got a lot of love to give and I was getting really confused how people would come in so hot. They'd come to me. And I'd kept ending up with people who then weren't ready, were intimidated by me, didn't like that I worked a lot or that I like what I did, were emotionally unavailable. And I would step into the role of carer, like dealing with all their problems. And one guy years ago stressed me out so much that my periods even stopped. 
Now I have someone who makes me dinner when I'm working long days and into the night. He picks me up from therapy and he's cleaned my car for me. He treats me like a princess and I know I deserve that. I refused along the way to settle for any crumbs, like any sign of bad communication, because for me, one of the most important things is consistency, right? I want to have a proper relationship where we have fun, of course, but it's solid and it's a good foundation. We get on, we make each other laugh, we have good banter and that we can build on that. And, you know, I want to get married. I want to have children and I'm not ashamed to say those things. You got to get to a point where you're not because don't dabble with guys on social, like, I mean, on Bumble, for example, you can say, what are you looking for? A relationship? Don't know. It's okay if you don't know what you want, but then if you want a relationship, stop matching with guys who don't know what they want. It's like, Kevin, you're 39. What do you mean you don't know what you want? Another thing is you need to learn about attachment types. There are many episodes we've discussed these. Check out a previous ep with Caroline Cranshaw. We have her on soon as well. If you're anxiously attached and used to dating avoidant attachment types, which is what you will attract, right? They attract each other. Dating a secure type may seem boring, but that's because your fight or flight response hasn't kicked in yet and you're used to chaos. Let that sink in for a little bit, okay? Now, as I've mentioned, consistency is hot and it's what I decided was most important for me when dating. Keep an eye out for it. And when it's not happening, no bad feelings, when it's lacking, just move on. You're then allowing space for only consistency to come your way, which is quality. And it's how you'll get what you actually want in time. It's better off to be on your own. And, you know, when you have standards and you have self-worth, you're probably going to attract less people less crappy people, less wasting your time, which in the long run is better for you, more peace and happiness in your life, which we're all after, right? If they're in and out, they're out. There is no need for a sassy message, but you're busy, babe. Life is so short and your time is too precious to be wasted. The more my self-worth grew, the more I would get annoyed when people waste my time. And I honestly wish I could go back to my 20-year-old self in those 20s. I was in a long-term relationship for most of it, but in those late 20s, oh, I honestly wasted so much time worrying about guys, crying over guys, analyzing messages, and I honestly wish I could tell myself to stop. But hey, live and learn, right? I'm always here and I understand. We will continue to normalize being on your own, talking about dating and talking about breakups and healthy relationships, the shame we feel sometimes, the relatable and real stuff. You need to remember, you don't need someone else to complete you, okay? You don't. You're complete on your own and the right person will find you and you don't have to worry then. They will literally find you and when someone's interested in you, they let you know. They will want to see you. They will want to message you. And, and, you know, when you're not with them, they'll be trying to line up the next time they're seeing you. If there's no date planned, there's no date. Another thing is don't let people rush you. Often I've had people who have rushed me coming all hot and then they back off and you're like, hang on a second. So really do, I mean, it's up to you what you want to do. It's how you, what you want and how you want to operate things. But keep doing your, you know, your self-care practices and your routines, whether it's Yep, these days I go to these classes, I do this, this is my thing I do, I read my books, I watch my shows, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm hanging out with mates, keep doing all of that stuff and then you can be like, hey yeah, I'm free on this day if you want to see me. You know, have some boundaries because people actually really like those. If you've got nothing on, they're going to be like, ah, she's too available, you know. It's, I know it sucks, but this is how it works and you got to keep doing your thing. 
I also found that when people, it's, I mean, it's the better of two evils, right? When someone's too keen or, you know, they're not keen and they're just like being avoidant with you. When someone wants to see you, that's a really cool thing. But you can choose how often, you know, I had a situation where, you know, it's like they wanted to see me a lot. And I was like, I can do once a week at the moment. That's enough for me. And to feel like not being crowded and rushed. So stick to that. Have your boundaries. And don't worry, everything is going to be okay. You've got the rest of the year to think about yourself. Don't worry and let anyone else waste your time. I know it's so hard when you're in it, but you are so precious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, Or screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates, everyone. Delve into our backlog and enjoy listening. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast. I'm Abel Crawford and we'll catch you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.